Welcome to the FE Research Podcast, a podcast that aims to showcase the practitioner inquiry, scholarship and research being carried out within further education. This academic year, it'd be great for our researchers to, to share their, their practice, share what they've done, um, to, to help, you know, flood the college with these micro improvements, really. Um, I'd like to see in the future a, a more kind of, you know, a, a prescribed uh, role of, of undertaking research for teaching staff. Uh, it'd be great if we got a little bit of remission to, uh, to, to do that. Um, you know, one of my researchers said this week that good, you know, good quality research requires good quality time, and that's, you know, that's hard to come by sometimes. Hello and welcome to the FE Research Podcast. My name is Joe Fletcher-Saxon and my partner in crime is... It's Alistair Smith. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. For lockdown, you know, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. It's an auspicious day today. Do you know why? Um, many reasons, <laughs> but I think you're referring to the change of precedent. <laughs> I am. I am. That plus we have Dan Wilson on the podcast today. It's two, two. Do auspicious things today. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, I was just watching it earlier. Very moving speech. But I'm sure potentially this podcast could equally be as moving. What do you think? <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's try. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, so it's actually our 22nd edition of this podcast. I notice actually other people do seasons. Why don't we do seasons? I... Um... <laughs> Come on. I, I think it was because we, we, we didn't expect to, to keep going and going and going, did we, when we started? We, we should break it down into seasons. We'll do, we'll do years or something like that, Joe. We'll do that, yeah. We'll do years. Okay, so today on the podcast, we have Dan Wilson. He is a teacher of IT in a sixth form college in Greater Manchester. And he's also um, a mentor for researchers in the college, so a research mentor. And that's particularly what we're interested in to hear about today from him and some of the research activities that he's been engaged with. So hello, Dan, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you very much for having me both. Uh, very excited. This is my first ever podcast appearance, believe it or not. Um, right. So, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> okay. Well, I I'm going to hand straight over to Alistair to ask you the first few questions. Perfect. Excellent. Well... Here we go. Right. Um, let's get started by tell me a little bit about your role, Dan, um, because uh, obviously it's not just teaching, is it? You, you were talking about the, the, the role in the research mentoring there as well. So, so tell us about this complex role. Uh, yeah. So um, my role really is within, within our, our college community is, is kind of championing all things research um, and creating opportunities for uh, our staff members to uh, to undertake research really um, and you know shouting from the rooftops the kind of benefits that that can have on on practice and you know teaching learning and assessment and you know everything within the scope of education so there's there's kind of multi facets to it um, all of which you know are incredibly enjoyable and rewarding so um, to put it simply yeah kind of you know championing in re championing research and uh, helping people you know access evidence-based practice and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I understand you're quite new to the role, Dan. So how's it going so far? Uh, brand spanking new, yeah. Uh, great. Uh, love a new challenge. Um, love having opportunities to do things like this and to network and to really, um, you know, break down the walls of, you know, our 
centre and if you know enjoy enjoy working with others from outside. I mean, I can imagine it's quite a challenge at the moment anyway, because uh, teachers everywhere have got a, a huge workload coping with lockdown and things like that. So um, are you finding that they're still engaging and, and kind of enjoying the, the, the research side of it and getting involved in the same way? Oh, very much so. Um, the, the same way is an interesting way to put it as, you know, obviously now we're completely uh, via um, Teams or the, the video conferencing software of your choice. But um, people are still keen to engage very much so, yeah. And people are seeing it still as a kind of vital part of their practice. Um, I think ultimately people are, you know, viewing their their role within the research, their projects as ways to create improvement. And I think people are really keen to carry on with that. Yeah. And I think you mentioned the the technology aspect of it there. I, I found that kind of getting engaged in research activities and, and certainly kind of beyond the, the boundaries of um, my own college is sort of a lot easier now that everyone's kind of using the, the screen sharing, the, the Zooms and the Teams and the meetings online. Are you finding that that's kind of helping it and supporting it as well? Um, very much so. Yeah, you know, um, I've been able to network with people from, uh, you know, college, colleges in places that I've never, you know, I've never physically been. And that's great. Um, and just throughout all of, you know, throughout, you know, teachers, teaching assistants, members of SLT, everyone that works within our centre, uh, we've all very quickly become very adept at A, using video conferencing software, but also B, we're just, we're, you know, we're comfortable with doing so now. So it does make it it does make it a lot you know easier e email correspondence is a, is a great tool but being able to see somebody and you know um as a relationship building tool is, is far superior i believe yeah yeah crossing the boundaries with the the benefit of the internet um okay so you're in the you're in the driving seat and uh, you're you're driving the research bus there at your college so where are you going with it where where do you hope to take the uh, the research bus as it were um, there's a number of stops really, uh, using the, I'll carry on with the bus analogy if that's all right. Um, so I think it's, it's a way of us, you know, a, a way of people creating, uh, I know Joe, you coined micro joys, but, uh, mi micro improvements. Um, what was really interesting when we started this, uh, when, when, you know, I started meeting with our prospective researchers is everyone's just really focused on kind of problem solving and what's really interesting is that you know our problems are really similar um so you know what uh, this academic year it'd be great for our you know our researchers to to share their their practice share what they've done um to, to help you know flood the college with these micro improvements really um i'd like to see in the future a, a more kind of you know a, a prescribed uh, role of of undertaking research for teaching staff. Uh, it'd be great if we got a little bit of you know a little bit of remission to uh, to, to do that. Um, you know, one of my researchers said this week that good you know good quality research requires good quality time, and that's you know that's hard to come by sometimes. Uh, so I would like to see it really you know flood our college with uh, practitioners taking on research projects because you know all all of those improvements really. Um, they, you know, they positively impact our learners and that's what, that's what we're all about, isn't it? That's what we all want to do.
Yeah, I like that term, the micro improvements and, and that idea that it's the sum of all of those little bits that adds up to something bigger and um, a lot more impactful, if you like. So that, that I like that 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 uh, process. That's really good. And you said that there's some similarities going. So what topics are the staff looking at um, at the moment? Uh, so it's, it's a relatively it's a relatively mixed bag, really. Um, but it, it, I guess it, it won't come as any surprise to, to anybody that's in teaching at the moment that we're, we're looking predominantly researchers are looking at, you know, uh, teaching online. Um, and, you know, how, how can we teach? Um, how can we help our students to effectively learn and how can we assess online? Uh, so uh, we've got a fantastic art department that um, are looking into, you know, how can they deliver this practical skills-based curriculum in an online format, which is just fascinating. And um, I've had the kind of the good, the good fortune to, to pop along to a couple of their workshops uh, online and, you know, just incredible practice going on and people are still learning, they're still happy, they're still taking part in, you know, complex activities and they're still being challenged, so that's wonderful. Uh, but we've got some things that are quite outside the bag, for example, we've got a, a fantastic chemistry teacher that's looking into um, how pupils have, are educated about climate change and throughout all the different key stages and the different stages of a young person's development, um, you know, how, how are they kind of given information about climate change and how is that going to, you know, affect the young people of today as, you know, we carry on sort of tackling these issues. So some really interesting yeah. stuff, really. You know, it's I come away energized every time. Yeah, that sounds really, really, um, really interesting. And in the the climate change one as well. And I think, of course, no surprise that there's the the online and the digital learning element to it. But uh, the climate change one sounds sounds very, very different and very interesting. Now, there's another stage to what you're doing. From I understand, you're also um, looking after a journal club. So can you tell me a bit about that as well? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, a fantastic colleague of mine is, is currently running the uh, running the journal club. Uh, what was interesting this year with um, the college that we're at is there's a kind of move away from these um, sort of prescribed workshoppy style CPD sessions, and there was more of a focus on um, you know people identifying their own needs and and you know taking the time that would be within those CPD sessions to to address them and tackle them. Uh, and what was quite interesting is when we asked staff to sign up, a number of people asked that what they really wanted was just time to, to read um, and, you know, time to explore pedagogy, uh, which, like I said earlier, time is, you know, time is a, it's a finite thing in teaching. Um, so by, you know, giving over some time to do that, uh, it's, it's fantastic. So it's been really popular, the Journal Club. We've had a, a large number of, uh, of staff members sign up. But essentially, there's some, um, there's some, Kind of directed reading that people will take part in, but um, people are going away and and reading whether it's subject based, uh, whether it's pedagogy based, and um, coming back and, and sharing with each other, you know what they've learned. So again, talking about those small improvements, uh, creating a community where everyone helps to you know empower and you know improve improve practice, improve job satisfaction, all those things. Um, so. You know, and as a part of that, we're, we're creating a kind of bank of, you know, what people have been reading, what they've taken away from it. And that's, you know, that, that's there for good. Then that can be tapped into by, you know, all future staff. And, you know, it's, it's been a really powerful thing. 
Yeah, I can see that. And and kind of that sum and building up and, and those micro improvements all the time adding to something bigger. Well, no, thank you very much for that, Dan. I'm going to um, pass you over to Joe now, who's got some um, more questions for you on a, a slight variation on what we were saying there. But thank you very much for your input. So over to you, Perfect. Joe. Okay, Dan, so I thought I'd ask you a few questions about you as researcher, um, your research mm -hmm. identity. And I know you you completed a, a sort of small-scale research project as part of a leadership programme at the college. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I had, I had the, the good opportunity to, uh, to, to go and work um, on a leadership project last, last academic year and uh, to, to identify an area of... Uh, of education that interested me uh, and to undertake a, a small research project. So uh, what I was looking at, I, I predominantly teach vocational learners um, and we've been dealing with the move to BTEC RQF specifications. So, uh, you know, the, the, the largest overhaul in vocational teaching that's happened certainly in, in, in my career. Uh, and what was quite interesting is um, I went to a, a, a TNL session, a teaching and learning session with a fantastic business teacher who was... Uh, kind of our, our, our QF guru. And um, within those sessions, uh, there were teachers from our college, it was a relatively large center, that um, through one way or another, I'd never really conversed with, um, aside from, you know, good morning and, and that kind of thing. And what was really interesting is they all had the exact same problems that I did with regards to our QF specifications and the same questions. Uh, and that kind of made me think that we could, you know, build a community within within college um, to, to share that burden so we could all work together towards this common goal, which, you know, these, with, with, without, you know, having gone to that TNL session, those problems, those questions might have never left my staff room because, you know, you've, again, you know, time in venturing out, speaking to people, uh, sometimes you struggle. So um, my project focused on creating a kind of a, an online resource um, a, you know, a kind of feed where all RQF specialists or all RQF uh, teachers could kind of work together to create resources and to uh, share information. So creating a, um, a, a resource that we could all tap into and all, and all help each other. Uh, and that was the crux of it, really, uh, is, you know, trying to create, you know, more, more community within, a, within our centre, but also outside, you know, talking to... Uh, Talking to staff, people had excellent, you know, whether it was from prior jobs or from, you know, training sessions that they'd been on, had fantastic uh, contacts outside of our, outside of our college. Um, and, you know, that's all stuff that's vital and you can tap into it and, again, create these improvements. Mm. So community is everything. We often say Absolutely. that on this podcast. So um, can we just ask you a bit about the the mechanics of what you did how, how did you carry out this piece of research then um so largely it was um via via interviewing staff within our within our center and you know um trying to get to the bottom of um what are our shared concerns what are the concerns with going into rqf specifications um you know hmm. what 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 what's keeping people up at night as as we move into new territory uh and interestingly people came up with the, you know with the same kind of concerns and then looking at the positive aspects of it is you know what 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 can everyone offer how can we help each other uh 
So we have people that, you know, are already marking RQF papers and that kind of thing that can, you know, sit and, and, and help other centres. Uh, so it was, you know, largely um, gauging people's experiences um, and, and what, you know, A, what were we concerned with, B, what could we offer, and, and C, if, if we were to create this tool, um, what would you want it to be like? What, would it be something that would be useful? What would you like to take away from it? So, so we ended up then <laughs> going in and out of various periods of lockdown. So, I, I guess you haven't had much chance to roll a great deal of this out. But, but is that the ambition that you you put this into place, or have you got any way with it? Uh, so, one thing that um, has been a lovely aspect of my new role is um, that we've had the opportunity to do some some coffee mornings. Um, Albeit virtually, uh, as everything is at the moment, where uh, staff can drop in and we can we can you know chat. Uh, predictably, the, the the first one that we looked at was um, talking about online learning techniques, which was great. Um, you know, everyone took something away, and it was you know it's probably the best morning that I'd had that half term, to be honest. Uh, so going forward, it would be nice to uh, you know I, I plan to run an, an RQF coffee morning where we can all um, kind of share what we've. Uh, what you know, what we've done thus far. Interestingly, though, um, all of the RQF teachers are working towards those January exams that got cancelled in some cases the day before. So, um, you know, we, we've kind of had a dry run, um, but I'm sure we'll all have things to offer each other and to and to help one another. Okay. So, um, what, what next for you then? You as a professional um, in terms of research, are you? Um, oh, you are. Yeah, you're doing something now, aren't you? You're on an ETF-sponsored project, aren't you? Tell us about that. I am indeed. So I'm. Um, I'm currently working on the the AP Connect uh, program, which, again, like you said, Joe, talking about community, it's been fantastic for that, uh, being able to interact with people from you know from far and wide, um, which is which is fantastic. Uh, currently, I'm I'm looking at um, the the effects of kind of raising the profile of evidence-based practice within our centre. So, um, you know, luckily, our team of researchers are really keen. And we, you know, there's, there's real hope that we're going to all be able to, to, to carry on during, during lockdown 3.0. Uh, so it's, you know, it's looking at, again, coming back to the small improvements, how is engaging with research created? improvements uh, oh I've I'm sorry I've lost you there Joe yeah sorry I've it's gone completely silent there Alistair where did we get to do you know um it was just a bit about the making improvements all right so what you could do then Dan is just mm. try and start a sentence again about it's about making improvements or something like that and carry on. Uh, do you mind asking the question again, Joe? Is yeah, that right? what, 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 where should... Oh, God, I can't even... <laughs> all right, let's do... Go from... Um, okay, right. So I believe you're on an ETF-sponsored um, project at the moment, which involves carrying out another little research project. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, absolutely, yeah. So um, I'm currently working uh, on the AP Connect programme, which again has been fantastic for kind of community building, uh, meeting you know lots and lots of people, 
uh, that I wouldn't have been able to, and you know, finding out what are other centres doing, you know, um, mm. and you know what 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 could. What's interesting is, you know, obviously good practice is going on everywhere and you can kind of identify that and see, you know, how, how improvements can be made in your centre. And also, you know, what, what's been lovely actually is uh, engaging with someone from a college in Kent. Um, they've started their own little research group at that college now based on, you know, a, a conversation that we had, which was lovely. Um, this year, I'm working on a, a research project, like I said, with AP Connect, uh, that's looking at how... Um, the kind of championing and, uh, and the kind of profile raising of evidence-based practice, what, what are the benefits of that within a centre? So it kind of ties in all the things that we've talked about with regards to the inquiry group and the journal club and the coffee mornings. Um, it's kind of gauging what are the benefits of, of, of doing that really? You know, how, mm. how, you know how, how can our staff engaging with that create improvements within the centre? Mm. And, and how will you be... Um gathering that information are you going to be again uh, will it be interview based uh so uh looking at some case studies really so uh, it's although it's one package what, what we're kind of trying to do it'd be interesting to see you know how someone that's taken part in the inquiry group and, and produced a research project and uh, themselves and got on to present it um how you know how have they benefited what what What's their journey been like? But also looking at, you know, the journal club, um, how has the journal club uh, benefited? And, you know, kind of hoping that that journal club's going to feed into, going to create, you know, a, a passion for inquiry that may lead to them, you know, under, uh, you know partakers working on a research mm -hmm. project themselves. Um, so I would like to identify some case studies, really, that have taken part. And uh, it, it will be through interviews, I'd imagine, yes. Um, you know, looking at how has how has their practice been been affected, and you know, are they going to carry on uh, with with research projects themselves the way that you know that I, I found my leadership project to be transformative, really, and I'm I'm hoping that that could be the effect for some of you know some of our respondents. Mm. Oh, that's great. Well, actually, that leads then to um, my final question, which is about what I'd advice would you give to any lecturer, teacher, trainer in the sector who is thinking about taking on um, or undertaking a small-scale research project as part of their professional development? Ooh, interesting. Um, I would say don't be intimidated. Um, a lot of people may have the perception that undertaking research is, you know, creating a, a, a peer-reviewed you know, a, a peer-reviewed <laughs> academic study, uh, which for some, in some cases, it, it absolutely is. Uh, but it, it can be small scale, you know. Um, and it's about, you know, identify what you're passionate about, what's going to help you, what's going to help your team, what's going to help your students. Uh, and keeping that in, in the back of your mind will, you know, massively help with motivation. But just don't be intimidated. I, I think the academic world can be intimidating for, for some people. You know, I, I don't claim to be an expert, but um, I'm, I'm kind of learning as I go. And educators, by very by you know our very nature, uh, are incredibly supportive. Um, I've got so much from Twitter just because everyone's really kind and nice, um, mm. and you know we're all there to to help one another. So don't be intimidated. That's what I'd say mm. mainly. So a bit of a plug for Twitter there. Yeah, you're right. That, because there are a lot of people involved in the sort of the research side of FE, aren't there? Um, and six homes um, are on the, on Twitter. Do you want to 
share your Twitter handle in case people want to get in touch with you? Uh, absolutely. So uh, you can find me at, uh, at Ashton Research. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for spending a bit of time with us on the podcast, Dan. That's, uh, that's going to be really interesting for people. I was really keen to get you on because, um, you know, as you were saying yourself, sometimes people are intimidated by the bigger sort of academic stuff. And we've had quite a few big named academics on and we just wanted somebody who is you know in this kind of space that you're in really so that that's fantastic thank you so much oh i very much enjoyed it thank you very much you've been listening to the fe research podcast you can follow the conversations on twitter using the hashtag fe research podcast thanks for listening and hopefully you can join us again soon